25th of October, 1415, Henry V of England ensures himself a place in history and in Shakespeare by winning the Battle of Agincourt. The following month, he and his troops arrive in London, where they greet the crowds who probably didn't even know there was a war in the first place. Where did they gather to party? The oldest square on the Monopoly board and the only one south of the river. The joint cheapest property in the game, the Old Kent Road. Who you got the meat bill and you bought the street bill off? I thought I should die, not them in the Old Kent Road. I'm Danny Hurst, and every Christmas when I was growing up, we used to gather around the Monopoly board as a family. My sister and I would fight over the car, we'd snigger at the idea of either of us winning any prize at all in a beauty contest, and we'd gloat over the other one going to jail. In this podcast, we're going to go around the London Monopoly board, exploring the history of each of the iconic squares and comparing their values today to what they were in 1936 when the game, when the London version of the game was released. This episode, we pass go. It would be nice to collect £200, particularly as according to the Bank of England's inflation calculator, £200 in 1936 had the spending power of £11,678.2p today. We are going to pass go and we find ourselves on the Old Kent Road. Now, as we've said, the Old Kent Road is the only property on the Monopoly board that is south of the river. Now, South London, spelled S-A-R-F, has got a reputation as a dangerous no-go area, despite it being no worse than areas of North London like Tottenham or Harlesden. But even so, uh, London black cab drivers are known for refusing to go south of the river after midnight, although it's more likely it's because it takes them away from West where they can pick up a fare instantly after dropping another one off, whereas in South London, hardly anyone uses taxis. It's actually illegal for a black cab driver to refuse any fare within 12 miles of Charing Cross. Now, the Old Kent Road is the joint cheapest property on the board, and it still looks it, although the the gentrification of nearby Elephant and Castle is bound to spread southwards over the years to come. Despite its appearance like anywhere in London, the Old Kent Road is not a cheap place to live. £60 will secure you the site in Monopoly, and in 1936, that was the equivalent of approximately £3,503.40, which wouldn't secure your property on the Old Kent Road or anywhere else in London, well, anywhere in the UK, in fact, unless you were renting and used it as a deposit. But property in London is ridiculous expensive anyway and even having property in the old Kent Road would make you very well off indeed. We'll talk about property prices in a bit because I want to delve into the history of the place. Right a lot of it. The Old Kent Road is part of the A2, which runs down to Dover, and this was part of an ancient trackway that was built by the Romans, which makes it easily the oldest property on the Monopoly board. The Anglo-Saxons later named it Vassalingastrat, Watling Street. 
and it runs from what is known as the Bricklayer's Arms, which was a pub that stood where the roundabout and hideous flyover uh, is now. It was demolished in 1963. Uh, the roundabout is still known as Bricklayer's Arms. One way will take you to Elephant and Castle. If you go west, you'll find yourself at Tower Bridge. And if you go south, you'll head down the Old Kent Road, which was the very path that Chaucer's pilgrims took in the Canterbury Tales. And in fact, it was the uh, pilgrimage route to Canterbury for, uh, for the general public as well. Now, one thing you notice... If you are travelling down the Old Kent Road, on your left, just opposite, just before you get to the first Liddles, because there are two Liddles on the Old Kent Road, uh, there is Mandela Way, which uh, is obviously named after Nelson Mandela. But at the, at the moment, at the time of recording this podcast, it is currently in storage. There used to be a Soviet-era Czechoslovakian tank that was installed as a piece of art at, at the corner of Mandela Way and the Old Kent Road. Uh, it was graffitied regularly by local art groups. Uh, uh, during Covid, for example, you had loads of NHS logos all over it. And as I say, it is currently in storage and the owner says they have no plans to uh, to put it back at the moment but it was a it was an impressive thing to see it was all sealed up so you couldn't get inside it and uh, someone like Mandela who was a committed pacifist might have balked at the idea of a tank being on a street named after him but it was much more interesting than the other things on that street which are a few depots a post office collection uh, centre and a car pound now, just opposite the aforementioned Liddles are some uh, so uh, some blocks of social housing flats with shops at the front. Now, local authorities didn't start taking responsibility for housing the poor until the 1920s, which was when the first council estates first appeared. Yeah, the classic red brick ones that uh, you see all over the place. Uh, before that, it was down to local philanthropists and housing trusts and charities. You had the Peabody Trust, you had, which still exists. You had the Guinness Trust. And on the Old Kent Road, a lot of that land where Liddles is now, where the flats are, they're called the Dover Flats and the Valerian Flats. And a bit further up the brick, where Bricklayer's Arms Roundabout is and there's St. Olave School. And all of this area was over owned by, by the Rolls family. Now, the, they built these flats as a philanthropical gesture to the local community. Now, the Rolls family's last male descendant was Charles Stuart Rolls, who teamed up in 1906 with an engineer from Manchester called Henry Royce, and a legend was born. Charles Rolls also had the unfortunate distinction of becoming the first Briton to die in an air crash in 1910 at the age of just 32. Now, he was actually born in Mayfair, which links the final property on the board with the first property on the board. In fact, the most expensive property with one of the cheapest, which is an unwitting coincidence the makers never thought of, but it gives the board some kind of circularity despite the fact that it's square, obviously.
Now, if you're travelling south down the Old Kent Road, just on your right-hand side, just after the aforementioned Liddles, you will come to East Street. East Street is the home of one of London's uh, many, many markets, uh, famous for its fruit and veg. You have to walk quite a way down to get to it, but it really is a great market. You can also get cheap clothes, tacky bling. On a Sunday, it has a flea market where you can indulge in several Dippity to your heart's content. Alan Sugar in the 1960s began his career as a trader on East Street Market. And if you walk right down to the end, uh, to the corner of the Walworth Road, on the right hand side, you'll see a building sporting a blue plaque which proclaims itself to be the site of the birthplace of Charlie Chaplin. Now, although many people are surprised by it, the Old Kent Road is a majority white working class neighbourhood. However, it is extremely diverse and this is reflected in the number of Latin American, Arabic, Turkish, Algerian, Sub-Saharan African shops, restaurants, barbers, cafes and general services. And there are a number of buildings that have been turned over the years into to churches and mosques. Now, the Old Kent Road also still has an industrial feel in places and is overlooked halfway down by the frame of what was once the largest gas holder in the country. For some reason, they were unable to get permission to build shopping malls on the Old Kent Road. So instead, you've got a number of unsightly, out-of-town-style retail parks. You've got the B&Q there. You've got the Curry's Electrical Store, which actually, uh, the car park of Curry's affords some of the most spectacular views of the city. And interestingly enough, it also stands on the site of a banqueting hall. Now, after Henry V met his troops uh, coming back from Agincourt, they got together at the Thomas a Beckett, which was a famous pub in the area. It's now a Vietnamese restaurant called Viet Quan. But the, and the actual building obviously doesn't look medieval. That goes back to Victorian times. But before that, I have no idea what the layout was. But Henry met his troops there. It must have been pretty packed. I'd imagine there weren't many seats and they would have run out of glasses. Would have been a very expensive round indeed. But they ended up going to this banqueting hall where Curry's is now. This is where he entertained his troops after Agincourt. This is uh, uh, celebrated by, uh, if you cross the road to what was formerly the Peckham Civic Centre, it is now the Everlasting Arms Ministries Church, there is a frieze on the outside which shows the triumph of Henry V, along with other famous events like Charles II's restoration, as he travelled up the Old Kent Road to reclaim the throne, as well as other general scenes of London itself. Henry V is the only English monarch who is painted in profile on their official uh, picture because he had a very nasty scar where he was hit in the face by an arrow during the Battle of Shrewsbury when he was the young Prince Hal. 
Now, Thomas Becket, who was the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, who was murdered in Canterbury Cathedral on... Uh, supposedly accidentally on purpose by Henry II. Now, the Thomas of Becket stands, or stood at least, as it went out of business uh, about five years ago, but it stood on a, on the old Kent Road, as we said. It, this was a route the pilgrims took towards Canterbury to visit the shrine of Becket himself. During his lifetime, Becket was never known as Thomas Ah. Beckett. The ah was added during the Reformation by a Protestant satirist trying to turn him into a rustic figure of fun along the lines of Alan Adale in the Robin Hood stories. But ironically, it's made him sound posh. The Thomas of Beckett was actually a boxing pub and there were many of them in London. And another famous Henry used to train here, Henry Cooper. Now, London is well known for its parks. For a capital city, it is one of the greenest in the world. And there are two notable parks on the Old Kent Road. The first is Burgess Park, which stretches up uh, from the Old Kent Road up to Camberwell Road. And this has an area for barbecues. It's got an area called the Chumley Garden, which is well worth a visit. A bit further down at the end of the Old Kent Road, you've got Brimington Park which uh, features AstroTurf, five-a-side football facilities and uh, uh, skateboarding, much more of a youth-orientated type place. And then a little further up from there, Deptford Fire Station marks the point where the Old Kent Road becomes New Cross and continues towards, would you believe, New Cross itself. So, is the Old Kent Road still worth the £60 you'd pay for it in the game? Well... In 1936, we established £60 was the equivalent of today's £3,503.40, and uh, which is the price of the site. £30 will get you a house, which today is around £1,751.70. You're not going to pay that now for a house. Right move claim a flat nowadays on the Old Kent Road will set you back £430,000 pounds 759 on average which is around 7377 pounds 26 in 1936 a terraced house today averages at around £741,308, which is £12,695.79 12, £12, in 1936, whereas a semi-detached today at £931,244 was around £15,948.67. Now, for centralish London, that's not as expensive as you'd expect, although it's still out of many people's price range and it's not the most aesthetic of neighbourhoods, as we said, but it's still a valuable asset all the same. Now, the £2 rent for the site would now be £116.78, 
with one house at £10, which would be £583.90, with three, £90 becomes today £5,255.11, with four, £160, now £9,342.41, and with a hotel at £250, it is now £14,597.52. Quite a markup. Next episode, we are going to travel east to explore the other brown square on the board, the other £60 property, Whitechapel Road. I've been Danny Hurst. You've been listening to Unusual Histories, the Monopoly series. Thank you so much for your attention and may your God bless you. (laughs) 